All right, all right. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy New Year, and welcome to a new episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for all the reactions and conversation in music, movies, TV, and sports. Uh, we may have a few new followers out there, so allow me to introduce my partner in crime, Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. Tell him what's up. What up, baby? How you doing? Yeah, let's get this money. I am Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment. If you're a new listener, uh, just to kind of explain the podcast a little bit, we break down everything you need to know in the world of entertainment. Uh, we like to be informative, but we also mainly like to have a good time. Uh, thank you in advance for joining, uh, joining us on this ride. Please subscribe to everything. Follow us on everything and tell a friend to tell a friend. That's the huge. Uh, it's going to be a good year. We have a lot of plans, a lot of goals, and we're going to get this bread. So uh, we got a lot to get to today. So let's hop right into it. Brandon, how you doing? I'm good, man. New year, new you. New New Year, save me. Same you know year. what? My, my goal, my New Year's resolution for, for Are You Entertained. Oh, shit. He has some Are You Entertained I'm goals. Just, I love it. I'm just going to spit hot fire, baby. All right, let's hear it. I'm com- no, I'm just I'm, I'm coming in hot every episode. Oh, okay. Takes on takes on this takes. This man is going to have some hot takes. He's going to get the people pissed off. Some people are going to love it. Some people <laughs> are going to hate it. But we're about it. I like it. All right. Um. So let's get into So we normally, if you're a new listener, start with the shoot the shit segment. We talk about um, any movies, TV shows, albums, songs that we're really not going to break down or really get into heavy, but uh, we want to talk about them and or any funny, stupid ass stories, which I think we have a couple. Um, for me, what I've kind of listened to and seen since the last podcast uh, last year, I saw Vice. I saw The Mule. Um, I listened to a couple songs off 21 Savage's album, I Am Greater Than I Was, and then Boogie, a dude who is signed to Eminem's shady uh, label, actually dropped a new song and announced a new album, Everything's For Sale, coming this month. It's going to be fucking sweet. I'm excited. Uh, But I kind of want to talk to, because I don't think we've talked about Vice in the podcast, have we? Maybe like like previewing it, I guess. But uh, so this honestly is... uh, the one movie I can think of where it is a total hack job against one person, kind of more than one person, but it's focused on one yeah. person. That's Dick Cheney. Um, that I can think of. Period. Like it's just a total fucking. Every hack time job. you say that, and I haven't seen it, I just think of the preview when he's like, "Jesus, Dick." <laughs> <laughs> yes. To- like, okay. So are you are you going to see this movie? I feel like this At is a movie you would probably At like. At some point, I will. Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a true story. I know so, the story. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let's just here's here's just an example showing you how much a hack do- hack job it is. It starts out with him getting a DUI. <laughs> 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 oh my god! And I I remember being in this uh, theater with my family. We saw it on Christmas, and I look to my brother and I say. Um, how many people are going to walk out of this movie? Because obviously, yeah, I, I it's could very I, political. I yeah. could. It's very political, and I could just tell from the trailer, based on the people in the the movie, that it's going to be f- more funny and more like bashing him. Yeah. So I was like, how many people? How many Republicans are going to walk out of this theater? And Ty, my brother goes, Nah, it ain't going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. Mid movie. Two or three people walked out, and I go, look, look. Oh, my God. It was a fucking hack job. I mean, I would not say it's the greatest movie like I've ever seen. I don't know how it, it was the most nominated uh, movie in the Golden Globes. It's a good movie. Um, 
Adam McKay directed it. He also directed The Big Short. And I feel like The Big Short did pretty well for Golden Globe yeah, times, too. Prob- so probably. it might just be like a stylistic thing. It, it was it definitely. It was very stylistic. A lot of like goofy metaphors and cutaways and shit. But I would say The Big Short was better. I mean, it was very informative and it, like it's very corrupt and eye-opening. But like, um, I don't know. In terms of like good movie i would say probably a big short is better i liked it a lot i don't know if it's gonna get love at the oscars i don't know it'll be where we're gonna talk about that a little bit with our golden globes discussion and kind of looking forward to the oscars but um i also saw the mule uh a little slow not gonna lie like is that clint eastwood yeah yeah i mean it it, the story was good like i feel like every movie's kind of like not every movie like grand torino is probably his top tier movie um but that I can think of at least, but the mule, like it was good, just kind of slow. And I don't know, it probably would have been like mid sixes to be honest with you. So, um, there's that. Anything you, uh, got? No, you I haven't wanna... seen I, mean, I saw Mary Poppins. Oh, did, uh, yeah, that's right. But that was, was it good. Maybe ended 2018. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Emily Blunt was really, really good in it. Um, any, it, it was, was it touch the original or it, it's tough to compare. Totally different. Yeah. It's tough to compare. I will say Emily, it's hard to like, do that character because julie andrews is so iconic mm-hmm. uh but emily blunt was incredible i yeah. mean she, she it wasn't one of those where you're like yeah i wish julie andrews was back or something. or something yeah you know it was yeah it was she was truly remarkable and i think Poppins. we talked about this in a previous podcast but we like no one really knew that she could sing right up right. until this point yeah. so and she did she well killed it okay so, cool it was good um that is one of my goals for 2019 to see more movies in theaters because i kind of slacked last year with everything going on but no worries uh, bro. so but, i gotta get out there yeah i i, I it was cool because I, I feel like i saw more movies last year than i have in a long time and that's just partly because i had the movie pass i i quit that but um partly just because of the podcast of the movie reviews like but uh, at the end, I kind of slacked with the unfiltered cinematics. But a goal, at least, I would like to see a movie a month. You know, it would be cool to see two movies a month. But yeah. um, so we'll see. But yeah, that's a that's a good goal. Today, here's kind of a little fun thing. So today marks the 20th anniversary of the the Sopranos premiere on HBO. Um, is it the greatest show of all time? You've never seen the whole thing from beginning to end. You've seen, seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I've seen probably like four seasons, maybe. Okay. And including the final episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's the greatest show of all time for me. Here's why I think it's 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 great. It's it's like an all-timer for sure. I think for its generation when it came out, it's probably the greatest. But like for what people like now, for like millennials and stuff, it's probably a little slow. Yeah. It's so, very like dialogue driven. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, looking at it in like a big picture standpoint, I think. And obviously, I I, I was around, obviously, when it came out, but I was more like watching it like, you know, on HBO now, like right. looking back on right. it. So I would say, and so you might hear me say this and be like, oh, you weren't around to actually see the impact. But I truly do think like hearing people talk about it and see what um, people are writing about it and stuff like that. I think it truly changed television because up until this point, it was a lot of uh, network, you know, yeah. sitcoms, sitcoms and these dramas that are all, you can see on CBS, right. NBC, ABC, and then HBO comes in and they make The Sopranos, which that's not their first show, but it really put them on the map. It, it definitely put them on the map in terms of like quality shows and. Um, 
you know, it was violent. It had nudity. It cussed like it was definitely the TV MA rated R type show. And I think that kind of opened up the door for premium cable and streaming. So in terms of that, but also in terms of storytelling about how um, just it was about this man and showed his flaws. And it was really about Tony Soprano, it like more so than the mob, the mafia. Like obviously he was in the mafia, but it was more so about a middle aged man going through depression, that shit. So right. it's just very layered and very just oh, absolutely. a great fucking absolutely. show. And like, I, that's not me trying to knock it. No, that's I know. Just, I was just kind of playing devil's advocate. I'm more of like, for people that are going to go watch it now, like go back and be like, okay, I want to watch The Sopranos. I don't know if they'll find it as entertaining yeah. um, as <laughs> sure. the people who watched it like when it came out yeah. and, and that type of stuff. And going back, like if you watch the pilot, like it's very like 90s. Oh, like, yeah. It, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. if you're not really into that, like. And the first season's kind of slow. Yeah, it's it like sets you said, up everything. Like you said, it's, it's dialogue yeah, driven. It's, if you're a mafia fan, which I am, I love everything mafia. You'll fucking love it. But like I know our friend Colin, he tried it and he didn't really like it because yeah. he probably wasn't, you know, it's slow. Packed, it's, but, it's slow, but yeah. uh, no, it's 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 definitely up there. Yeah, for sure. Can you believe it's twenty fucking years? Yeah, it's it's crazy. crazy. So you have a favorite character? Is it clearly Tony Soprano or? But I don't even know if I can uh, yeah, remember you, some of the characters. This is my favorite show, so I could talk about Sopranos yeah. all the whole podcast. But um, an underrated character, I think, is Pauly. I think Paul, he's fucking I, see, hilarious. I Pauly. Yeah, Pauly's funny. Did you get to this, the season or the episode when uh, they got lost in the snow, him and Christopher? Uh, I, I think it's called... I if uh, I did or not. Yeah, oh my, that's the funniest. I'll have to show you sometime. It's, it's hilarious. But yeah, yeah. 20th anniversary for Sopranos. Can we talk briefly about the conclusion? Absolutely. Because I know you kind of... Don't stop believing. You kind of like... I, I feel like... I don't know if you saw that episode and kind of... Not explained it to me, but like... Help me get to the the, the premise. Yeah, the premise. Yeah, and I actually, I've heard multiple things. Oh, obviously, yeah, no, there's, it's there's kind of up for interpretation. Right. But so there's actually, I actually read a great thread on this. Yeah, is and this I the to, ESPN guy? Yeah, that's, someone sent this to me, but yes. I didn't get through reading it. So if you want to kind of okay. tell that too, so if I can remember it correctly, because I was at work, so I was kind of distracted. But basically, what he was saying was through the Sopranos, we saw so much fucked Violence. up shit. Yeah, that. It was like a guilty like pleasure for the viewers that mm -hmm. when it goes black, it's not him killing Tony. It's him putting a bullet in the back of our head because we witnessed all of this stuff and enjoyed it. <laughs> it was that's pretty interesting. But like the way he frames, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is no, much better than I, what I, I'm telling. I read, you. I read like half of the thread and like yeah. him saying like the all basically all the examples of how David Chase the. Uh, director and like creator of the show is like building up to that right. moment showing us violence and shit right i thought that was an interesting interesting theory the i think the theory that people like mo for the majority grab onto is the fact that tony soprano later or earlier in the series he goes into a coma and he comes back and then christopher asks him what was it like and he said it just goes black it's and then black. obviously yeah. if you take it slow the final uh little scene they're kind of pan on a dude and um he is thought of as the killer and then right. he kills tony and it goes black you think he's dead spoiler alert sorry if you're watching <laughs> uh but yeah no it what like that pissed so many people off oh yeah but 
the thing is, it's 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 kind of brilliant just because it's so left for, for you. It's left for you to right. interpret, which is crazy. And now they have the prequel movie coming. Um, hopefully, they get that right. I hope it's not just a cheesy fuck up thing. But I'm excited. I'm a Tony Soprano fan. So R.I.P. Twenty years. It's crazy. All right, now let's tell the funny-ass Seinfeld story. All right. So <laughs> l- let me – you can kind of fill in the blanks, but let me kind of tell it. So uh, here's my defense for the stupid-assness. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it, I'm pretty sure I was writing a screenplay, so my mind is all over the fucking place. Right. When you're, okay, so Brandon calls me. I send him a new article that I wrote, right, from Are You Entertained? Go check it out. It's about uh, J. Cole, Kendrick, TD, and uh, Dreamville. And I, I just sent it to him. I'm like, check it out. And he immediately calls me. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so basically, you're going to have to tell this part. Yeah. So you're like, you, so oh, yeah, yeah, at my job, I it. work in the healthcare industry. <laughs> and basically, like at work, I helped put together this analysis, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I'm getting published as a co-author Flex. on for this like analysis review thing we did. And so I was calling Trey saying, oh, I know you just put out this article. Humble <laughs> brag, I'm a published author now. Like, I think I'm too big for Are You Entertained? I'm, re- I'm retiring. You even said like something like, I may have to like travel and go on tour. And I was but like... That, that, I'm, uh, maybe. <laughs> that's a maybe. That's still an actual maybe? Okay. That, that is. They said that's they what, still like, could, could have to like present on this shit, which that, that's, God help me if that's, I do. That's what got me. I'm like, damn, you're going to have to travel? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so so yeah so i was co- like completely joking yeah like so he was fuck with me and honestly like not to say i wasn't like paying attention because that's kind of a dick move but like i wasn't like no, fully, focused i it's wasn't like call. totally focused no focus on phone call yeah so <laughs> so like afterwards i'm thinking like damn like in the back of my head i'm like damn this sucks <laughs> and then so like i remember i just re- like after the fact, like the next day, I remember that you like laughed on the phone yeah. and I was like, okay, wait, so was he joking <laughs> or was he serious? Because this whole time, like up until this point, I'm like, damn, I need to find somebody else to do the fucking podcast. And so I, I just remember like, wait, he laughed at the end of the conversation. And so I awkwardly texted you and I'm like, so are you retired or not? And you're like, it was a joke. And it I go, Jesus joke. Christ, I'm a dumbass. So... We're that glad was, to have you. That was our moment. I'm uh, glad I wasn't replaced. I know. I, I would have never replaced you, bro, but <laughs> god damn, I was I was nervous. I had to Yeah, so we're we're glad. We're good. We're glad you're here. All right. We have a lot to talk about. Let's get into uh, the brunt of the information. We're going to start off with movies and TV. Uh, basically, the biggest thing that recently happened was the Golden Globes. You watched the show, right? I did. Most of the show. Start to finish. Okay. I did not, so you're going to have to if you Talk Damn. if like cool moments you can talk about. Should we just kind of run through? Yeah, I wish you would have seen the. I did see the monologue. You did? Yeah, okay. I, I like watched it on YouTube after the fact. Did you like it? It was okay. Honestly, the funniest part was the Jim Carrey thing. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> that like was pretty. Fu- funny. It was like, was that? Do you think that was staged? Like, oh yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was interesting. Like they could have gone a lot of different routes, but they chose but they the went nice like route. funny owns. Like yeah, yeah it was. Is it like I feel like that was Andy Samberg humor? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't really know. Uh, is it Sandra O? Oh? Yeah, I don't really know her that much, but it was all right. It was, yeah, it, it was, was okay. cool. Yeah, I mean, there was some like if you paid close attention, some funny like little humor in there, like when he was talking uh, to the dude who did Black Panther. Uh, oh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, the was actor. There no, uh, oh, Chad Chadwick Boseman. That, or the director. 
Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. There's Kinda. like a subtle like the government killed all the black. Oh Panthers, yeah, and he's like, like reeled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like there, <laughs> there was some like funny little parts in there that I think people probably missed. Um, but it was like a unique spin. It was definitely it was something different. Yeah, it was something, something different. different. Okay, that's cool. All right, let's get into the actual awards. So. Um, we let we'll start from kind of top to bottom here uh the biggest one the biggest upset in my yeah, mind at least absolutely um crazy that this actually happened i would have never thought it uh best picture drama went to bohemian rhapsody um i put in the losers here too because i kind of want to talk about maybe their potential for oscars and shit like that um but it won over black panther black klansman if bill street could talk and a star is born uh bohemian rhapsody the movie about queen and freddie mercury uh, is the lowest rated Golden Globes Best Picture drama winner since 1986 um, out of Africa. Bohemian Rhapsody got a 62% of Rotten Tomatoes and out of Africa got a 60%. Um, so, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this now or should we read through them all and no, kind of talk yeah, about we it? We can go top or category by category. Okay. So... Obviously, this is a big upset. I think everyone and their mom thought that A Star is Born was going to win. And I think... And you saw the two. What? You saw both these movies. Yeah, I've seen You've all seen these all movies, these, but, but Beale if Beale Street. Beale yeah. Street could talk. And from... I, I've i been... Um, I've, really, I've really been on, not to plug another fucking platform, but uh, Collider. It's a oh, movie cool. website. They have a video podcast. I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. But um, I've been. T- they have like a awards season podcast that yep. they do, and they were talking that Beale Street could talk versus A Star's Born for the one two to okay. win. No talk in Bohemian Rhapsody. All of them were saying like Bohemian Rhapsody. They're surprised that it even got in. So the fact that it won is just crazy. Um, I don't know. I I definitely in terms of like critical acclaim like. If you're you're not thinking like damn this like obviously you're thinking this is a great movie but like I don't know just be, being in this podcast and like doing movie reviews you kind of get that feel for like what is an Oscar movie right. you know what I mean and there's popcorny movies there's yeah. entertaining movies exactly. but then there's movies above that tell prestige. a story yes exactly and honestly I I really think a Star is Born should have won I don't know. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, not to say this is a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. I'd go see it again. Um, the reaction that I got from these people from the awards, the after talk, uh, not the preview, but the, the one, I guess, one of the arguments was um, A Star is Born came out on the uh, festival circuit like in August or whatever, and then when it premiered, and it kind of maybe lost its luster, whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, came out in November or whatever, and the the way they described it was Bohemian is kind of like an uplifting movie, which I don't, you haven't seen it, but like at the end, we've kind of talked about it, It, it's that, that big concert, and it's kind of, we are the champions. And then, obviously, what happens in A Star is Born is kind of a downer, which I don't really know if that's, like, the end-all, be-all, like, yeah, oh, it's a, pretty, a downer versus an pretty upper. Bad, pretty bad argument. Yeah, it, it really is. But I think the better part of the argument was it came out earlier and lost its luster, and then this one is right fresh in their minds, which I get it. Um, See, that's how I feel about Black Panther, is it feels like Black Panther came out last year. Oh, it really like 2017. did. 2017. Yeah, it's crazy. Which... um. That's another really compelling 
movie and kind of one I really want to talk about in terms of Oscar contention. But um, I guess what I want to talk about here is do you think with Bohemian Rhapsody winning, and this was also something they talked about on this podcast, is this really the Golden Globes in terms of the Oscars don't matter. The only reason they do matter is if these um, voters see this and they see the speech and they're kind of like influenced by that they're completely different no no overlapping in the voters which i thought was pretty interesting um so one do you think bohemian rhapsody will even get nominated because i could definitely see it not even being nominated two do you think it has any chance of winning? Because you also have to remember these, um, the Golden Globes breaks it down in drama and musical right. comedy. They don't do that Oscars in the Oscars. Best picture. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it'll be tough. Yeah, it'll be. I, I honestly could see them not nominating yeah. it or because it won Golden Globe giving it a nom, but I don't think it has any chance of winning at the Oscars. Is it, is it a Stars Born? To me, is that the a, favorite? It's a I mean, Stars Born. I haven't seen If Bill Street Could Talk. Maybe that's up there. I would say it's probably between Green Book and A Star Is Born. Okay. Well, let's just get – let's kind of wrap this into the best mu- uh, com- comedy musical. That went to Green Book. Uh, it won over Vice, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, which I've heard is a v- really good movie, and then Mary Poppins Returns. So Kind of a weak, weak field. Honestly, overall, like all of the movies, I don't want to say they're weak, but like a lot of these I'm like – I don't know. I don't pop, really. See they feel them. like popcorn. Yeah, movies. I don't feel. I right. don't feel like Oscar contention out of them. Um, okay, so I guess if we had to predict here, I don't know how many they choose for uh, Oscars. It just depends. Yeah, it, the year. I okay. think they can choose up to like up 10. to ten. Okay, so let's let's say a Star is Born, obviously, probably a Beale Street could talk, and then let's delve into the comedy musical. Green Book won. That probably will be nominated. I could see that. Does Vice get a nom? Possibly, I could see Black Klansman getting a nod. Okay. Does Black Panther have any shot at least being nominated? I don't know. I, I struggle to think it does. I think so too, but I think it definitely would be really cool, and I think it'd be yeah. big for movies in general. I could see like um, Kugler getting a nom for director, for director, maybe okay. best screen, like original screenplay or something. Yeah, but I, don't you, know. I don't know if they're original or yeah, adapted. Or adapted. I'm not whatever sure. Whatever it is, yeah, um, but. I could see them doing that, but leaning instead it off of the best, best picture. picture. Okay, I mean, do you think I, I the only way I could see them the favorite is it? about like the queen, right? Is yeah, that the one? I think it's kind of like that's probably humor. that's probably getting nominated. I feel like anything you do with like the queen or like royal yeah. family, you're getting nominated. Yeah, and I've heard from these pe- these people on the podcast that I've been listening to, they all love the movie. So, um. I don't know. The only way I really see Black Panther is like, oh, we want to open this door to these right. superhero movies, which if that's their thought process, I could definitely see it getting a nom. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I think their only chance is that they're doing 10. If, okay. they're, if they're keeping it tight, if they're doing five or six, then probably I don't not. think so. But if they do 10 and you know throw them a nod, mm-hmm. I could see that. And also another one to think about, which isn't even on this because we're um, – it's we didn't i didn't put foreign film on here but roma that is a big yeah. i know like an artsy fartsy yeah. oscar That's, type movie yeah. that'll probably get a lot of love so watch out for that um 
All right, let's uh, keep it going here. Best performance by an actress in a drama. Glenn Close, the wife, got the win. Um, I think this was a big upset over Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. Um, Nicole Kidman in Destroyer. I don't know if you've seen that trailer, but mm. she looks nothing like herself. Really? It's crazy. I saw the trailer in uh, The Mule. Melissa McCarthy, I've also heard, did a great job in uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And I honestly have never heard of A Private War by Rosamund Pike. She's the girl from um, Gone Girl. But, uh, yeah, I I never really heard of The Wife either. But from what I heard from that podcast is, like, they didn't really agree with it because – they think that Glenn Close has had so many good movies and then they just kind of like the Leo DiCaprio argument, like we need you to win. So here you go. So I don't know, but um, I don't know. I think there's nothing against Glenn Close. She's, she's a phenomenal talent. Uh, She's really good in the TV show damages. Um, like it just feels so, wrong. Like it, it so feels like Lady Gaga should have won. I know exactly. This is her fucking role. Like right. she, it was her time. And this was another argument that I keep talking about this podcast, but I, I literally just watched it like today, so it's in my head. But um, they were saying that. Do you? I guess it, I can post it as a question. Do you think that the fact that um, a Star Is Born lost gives it more of a chance to win yeah, at the Oscars? I like, actually do. Like. Oh, we didn't get it here, so we have to give it to him now. You know what I mean? I I don't think it's more like that. I think it's more if if A Star is Born would have just won everything here, then you could almost get like the fatigue of it. Yeah, they would be more inclined to try and get someone else. Right. Whereas now I think it's set up for A Star is Born, which does feel more of like an Oscar-y movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially with with these class of movies, uh, I think it has a better chance. Yeah. you know, to do better in the Oscars now. I feel that. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to best performance by an actor in a drama. And you can even argue uh, these movies like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's all. It's obviously a, a movie about music. Should it have been in musical? Right. That's not really the Same argument. Same with The Star is Born. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, yeah, Vice could be a fucking drama. Anyway, um, Rami Malek from Bohemian Rhapsody portraying freddie mercury one over bradley cooper a star is born which i think is kind of the one two like damn bradley cooper lost i think this is the one that really made made a little bit of sense um i've seen the movie bohemian rhapsody and above all like it was a good movie but more than that his performance as freddie mercury he owned that shit and it was just I felt like he was Freddie Mercury. Like right. it was really, really good. Someone, uh, so one of the Queen members, he was the one. Uh, you didn't watch the Golden Globes. He was there. Oh, he, really? like helped direct the, the I curly hair, curly hair dude. dude in he the said like he got creeped out really when, when he saw Remy Malik because huh. he was like it literally felt like like Freddie was in the room. That's with pretty us. cool though. So like that tells you like how impressive yeah um, Remy was. So okay. I, I I think this one makes sense and Definitely. I, I I think. Yeah, Bradley Cooper was good. Out of the other upsets, I think Ga- this one is but more. But Lady Gaga was definitely the star in A Star is Born. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I agree. Okay, uh, moving on to Best Performance by an Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Olivia Coleman with The Favorite uh, wins over Emily Blunt and Mary Poppins. And then a bunch of other shit. Um, again, we I haven't really seen this movie or really heard a lot about it other than this podcast. But I could definitely see... 
see it getting love for the Oscars. Yep. So look out for that one I moving say, forward. I could see eighth grade being a sneaky slide in for definitely. Uh, Oscars. That's your boy, um, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, yeah. And which like, people have like that's one of those like cult following movies where yeah. like I've heard if really you, like good see on Twitter and stuff like people love that movie. Yeah, I've so heard I, it's, I could see that being a sneaky Oscar. I definitely movie. heard it's really good. I mean, you even have like these movies like uh, Boy Erased, which I haven't seen, but I saw previews for it. Looked really, really compelling. Uh, this Destroyer movie with Nicole Kidman. Like, there's a lot of movies that could maybe even beat out ones that didn't get nominated for Best right. Pictures here. Which so that it's going to be interesting sit to see. Uh, best performance by an actor in a comedy or musical. It went to Christian Bale in Vice. I think this one makes sense. Um, I I don't know. Did Lin Manuel Miranda kill it? In no, he Mary was Poppins good. He was he wasn't he wasn't gonna win this. Okay, which one? I thought um, with the way the night was kind of going, I kind of thought uh, Viggo Mortensen yeah. was gonna win. And he th- that is a really really good movie, and he did a really good job. Um, there was that whole controversy i don't know if you heard of that um i think he just offhandedly in an interview said the n-word oh, so i don't yeah. know if that was like a thing or what that the reason why he didn't win okay well bohemian rhapsody's director for like 80 percent of the movie was arrested for like having sex with minors so jesus christ yeah. i didn't know that yeah he was okay. fired at like <laughs> and they like really hired someone new to like finish the movie jesus but. christ that's fucked up so if they if you want to play that yeah, card yeah. touche um Okay, I guess I didn't know that. But Christian Bell played a good fucking role. Yeah. I mean, he had to gain fucking 40 pounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's he, incredible. Yeah. He, I mean, kind of like He's the British argument. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Kind of like the argument where, uh, what was it? Gary Oldman. For uh, Darkest Hour. Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like that argument where I think um, I heard with some reviews of Vice that um, the dude who plays George W. Bush is. Um, not portraying him, but trying to... Like a caricature. Yeah, like what's the word I'm looking for? Impersonate. He's trying to impersonate him. Whereas... Like an SNL. Yeah, where Christian Bale kind of embodies Dick Cheney. You think he's him, you know what I mean? So he did a really good job. I'm really excited. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it because I feel like you'll like it. But um, let's move on here. Best animated picture went to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This may have been the deepest, most competitive. For real. This was like nomination class, honestly. Definitely. Credibles 2, the Isle Isle of Dogs, Dogs, which I've heard like a lot of people love. I don't know this one. Ralph Breaks Internet. Yeah, like. I think over above all else, I think it's the animation itself that got uh, Spider-Man into wow. the Spider-Verse. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie, so I yeah. can't really talk on how good of the story it was. But, but I've heard really bad good things. things. Not a bad thing yeah. I've heard from it. Exactly. All right, what else do we have? Let's move into the TV. I I didn't put in the uh, supporting yeah no. things because we'd be here all night. So uh, let's move on to some TV. Best TV series drama went to the Americans, of which course. honestly. You like you kind of like the show. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm you're only all like caught season up. four. Yeah, so. but um, I was kind of leaning towards maybe Pose or Homecoming. So the fact that this one and this has been nominated years oh, in a yeah, row. Yeah. So it's a, the fact it's they got it. Show. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, best uh, TV series. Yeah. So this one is I. I want to talk about this one. So the best TV series, comedy or musical, went to the Kaminsky Method over a good, the Good Place, which I've heard good things. Uh, Jim Carrey's Showtime series, Kidding, The Marvelous Mrs. Mizell, and Barry. Um, so one, I love. You're a big Barry I was fan. a big Barry guy. Um, 
let's see, Kaminsky Method. So I was uh, chilling with my dad when he got his knee replaced, um, just kind of helping him out and watching him. And uh, I, I think a friend of his texted him. He's like, you got to watch the Kaminsky Method. So he, th- he threw it on Netflix, right? It was so fucking cheesy. <laughs> I don't know if it builds on you, but I do not. Just watching the first like yeah. half of the episode, I'm like, how the fuck did this win over Barry? Like, I was so surprised when I read this. And then the marvelous Mrs. Mizell, I think it's won for like two years in a row, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the fact that that won over both of those, I was very surprised when I read it. Um, may, you know, maybe I missed something with the Kaminsky method, and maybe it's like a very heartwarming thing in the end. I don't know, but um, Barry, I'm telling you. If you ever get HBO, you need to check Barry. It's one of the most layered 30-minute shows I've seen in a long fucking time. All right. um, Best performance by an actress in a TV drama went to Sandra Oh in Killing Eve. The host. The host. Oh, yeah. True. She did. Did she have a good speech, too? Yeah, she like really didn't give what her parents were there. Which okay, was kind of cool. So yeah, she talked about them a lot. So it was a good speech. Cool, but it was funny after she won. They like went to commercial and they came back, and she's standing there with uh, Andy Samberg, and she's just holding it, <laughs> and like they're like doing a bit, and, uh-huh. and she's just holding it. So it's funny. Nice. Were there any like speeches that like above all else? Yeah, um, I thought I heard about one, but I can't the remember lady the from uh, the Beale Street. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget her name. God. Uh, she had a really good speech. Yeah, Glenn I heard Close about this. actually gave a pretty decent one. Oh, man, what's her name? Uh, I I know who you're talking about. Didn't she vow that every production that she's on will she's, be fifty yeah, percent female? Yeah. yeah, which is that's cool. That's, the other one cool. was Christian Bale. Did you speech? hear about his? Uh-uh. What did he say? He was like, I, I got to be careful with my wife's here. I don't want to say like some crazy shit. And then he went <laughs> on to say like, he can't wait to see like who he's going to portray next. He was like, maybe that fucker Mitch McConnell is like, <laughs> and I'll be able to, what do you say? Like garner up trying to be the devil for a whole movie or some uh, shit like that oh, it was like no fucks given okay. yeah that's hilarious oh shots fired i'm pretty sure i i don't know if it's been like fully confirmed it might be on the list and i can we can talk about it but i'm pretty sure he is in a ferrari movie or something so that'll be interesting all right uh what are we on i was surprised carrie russell didn't win there Especially with Americans winning right. the other one. Also, yeah. did you know, so the two main stars of that, Matthew Rise is the other one. He mm-hmm. was nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. They're like married. Oh, really? And I had no idea. Are they married? Like, Are they like together? In yeah, the- they're married in oh, the show. Oh, okay. Huh. But they met on the show too, so. Huh. She got it's divorced in the first steamy. season. Of the actual, of the show? Like. Or in real life? Like in real life. Oh, sure. While they were filming the first season, she got a divorce. Damn. And they started dating. Damn. I'll let you put together the pieces. The Americans. <laughs> okay. Um, best performance by an actor in a TV drama went to Richard Madden of The Bodyguard. Uh, he won over Jason Bateman. I've really never heard of that show or him. I haven't either. I want to say it might be on Hulu, but I don't really know. I'm not going to lie. Thought, I thought this was between uh, The Americans guy and Jason Bateman, to be honest. Okay. That, one, that one surprised me. I'm honestly bit. surprised that Pose got um, nothing, really. I I haven't seen it, but I've heard really good things about it. Um, so I don't know, and it's the same guy who does like all the uh, Versace limited series and yeah. the yeah. So interesting there. 
um, best perform excuse me best performance by an actress in a TV comedy or musical went to Rachel uh, Brosnahan Brosnan Brosnan Jesus man. <laughs> I'm going to start uh, reading this shit. Yeah, you got to read this. And uh, Marvelous Mrs. Mizell. So kind of feels like her category. category. Yeah, I feel definitely. like she wins. I think, like, honestly, this might be her third win in a row, yeah. or second at least. And then Best Performance in an Actor in a, in a TV comedy or musical went to Michael Douglas in The Kaminsky Method. This one was stacked, too. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Um, especially, I thought, you know, Jim Carrey might have gotten um, a bid there. And then it came, my favorites to win this were Donald Glover in Atlanta and Bill Hader in Barry. I I think when we were doing our predictions, I think I gave it to Bill Hader, but Donald Glover is great too in that. So the fact that Michael, du man, that must, it must have been something about that show because I, guess. I got don't better, know, I, guess. I do not know. Okay, um, anything about the actual show that I guess you want to talk about that we haven't talked about? Was there um, anything that really stood out other than so they gave, know, some of the speeches? or They gave Jeff Bridges like a, oh, the honorary achievement thing, right? award. Yeah. I'm not a big Jeff Bridges guy. Okay, okay like I, I I love the dude and the big Lebowski yeah. like as much That's as the That's probably his most guy. iconic Oh, yeah, thing, right? absolutely. But like dude doesn't deserve like a freaking lifetime achievement award. Yeah. He's like he's a weird dude. He's a fun dude. Like he's a guy you want to like go have a whiskey with and tell stories with. <laughs> but like I don't know. They like showed a bunch of his old movies and it was like Sam Elliott kind of voiced over some of it. Okay. And I was like you could probably just give this to Sam Elliott and it'd be better. <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Like I I don't know. Yeah. That felt weird. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel that. Okay. Fair enough. All right, um, so we kind of already talked about the Bohemian. Will it propel it into the Oscar race? We kind of talked about that. Um, speaking of Oscars, I kind of want to talk about the Kevin Hart situation yeah. a little bit. So um, some fucko found old tweets. This is becoming a thing. It's so stupid. Um, Kevin Hart stepped down from, I think, so the tweet that they found was kind of homophobic, I guess. I don't there's even know a, what it was. A, there's a couple of them. There, were they pretty bad? or? Um, I just using like the F word a lot. Okay. Not not the F U C K uh, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. The, I, yeah. Uh, fair. Okay. And then I also I I don't because when I first heard about this story, I think it got wrapped into one because he had that one skit in one of his specials yeah. where he like about his kid being what gay. he would do if his kid came home and said he was gay. So I, I thought it was just the skit. I didn't know about the tweets yeah, at first. Tweets though. Yeah. So um, I don't know. The skit is one thing. Like it's fucking a parody and it's uh, it's satire. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But the tweets is another thing. I. I have a lot of thoughts on the, this whole dragging up tweets and shit. Cool. From James Gunn, from all these people. All like, the athletes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, it's fucked up what they said. Like, they shouldn't have done that. Um, honestly, the, I'm, this is you're going to laugh at this, but and I know you're not really a big South Park guy, but South Park has a fucking great view on this. So, basically, they, ha they go through this whole season. It's kind of cohesive. They kind of do little things and they kind of, it's kind of nostalgic of the characters they bring back. And so there's this Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Okay. Th that's this character. And in this new season, he's basically, <laughs> they, they say he it takes his pill and it makes him tweet stupid shit. And making so, fun of Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's probably who it is. And then, so, <laughs> so they basically kick him out of town and then, so he's gone or whatever. And then at the very end, it's like Christmas by the time 
Christmas season by the time the last episode is yeah. premiering. And then so Santa comes and it basically they're knocking Amazon and they're saying like how they're ruining like small time business shit like that. And then so Jeff Bezos like takes over basically and the, the the town is fucked because Amazon and their fulfillment center and shit. And then so Santa comes to town and he says, where's Hanky the Christmas poo? And they all said, oh, we had to kick him out. And basically, Santa says, "What the fuck? You kicked him out because he tweets sometimes." <laughs> like it's just, like they obviously made it a lot more yeah. funny. But like, if you think about it in a real sense, like like damn, like this is like online shit. It's not real life. Like, but there is an element to real life, and I get that. So I'm not gonna be like hypocritical and say like it doesn't matter because it does. There's a fine line. Yeah, there is. There, there's also a fine line between. Yeah, it got, someone tweets some really dumb shit they shouldn't have ever tweeted. Uh, they should also be smart enough to go back and delete that stuff. True. Um, there's no excuse now. Like With how True. many people have gotten exposed, there's no excuse True. now. True. Scrub your damn Twitter. <laughs> True. Um, but here, here's, but, but, but yeah, no, there's sorry, also sorry. the fine line with who during these people's biggest moments is going through tweet by tweet yeah. to find stuff. Like, it's get a life. Up. Do something else. It is be better. Up. Yeah. And here's the thing. For, like, uh, Kyler Murray, when they did that shit on yeah, his uh, Heisman. Heisman night, um, the dude was fucking, what, 14, 15? Yeah. These people, even James Gunn, like, I, I, I'm i kind of a defender of James Gunn in this situation mm-hmm. just because you grow as a person. Your comedy grows. You're, you're, you grow as a fucking person. Right. And I don't know. I'm scared for, like... These people, the, especially these kids growing up, where they don't know anything other than Twitter and shit, like they got to be care- careful, man, because yeah. it's crazy. Oh, absolutely! Like you could maybe not get a job because of what you say on Twitter. It's just right. mind blowing to me. It's crazy, but so there's, be careful. I mean, there's a fine line. There's yeah. got to be stuff. There's just stuff you can't say. Yeah, I mean, there's I, just stuff you I you, totally you get cannot that. say. Totally get. You got to understand. No matter what you say, how you type it, whatever it is, everything is going to be taken out of context. So sure. you always have to remember that. With the Kevin Hart stuff, some of the stuff that kind of bothers me is he keeps he's like on a press tour. Yeah, and he keeps saying like I'm done apologizing, yeah. but he's never really like owned up to what he said. Yeah, like all he said was basically like that's who I was, not who I am, which is also the same excuse he had after he cheated on his first wife. And then he just cheated on his second wife. Yeah. So, like... So, he really hasn't apologized is what you're like, saying. Like, yeah. He hasn't, like... Yeah. Which, like, I guess... Shows that's, some, like, yeah. actual That's empathy, fair. That's totally fair. And I think fair. people will, like... We can move past... It. We yeah. love a comeback story. Sure. Like, as America. Sure. Like, if you own it, be like, listen... Um, I was in a different place back then. Um, you know, I, I never even thought about this as being, like derogative to anybody i'm sincerely sorry i did that i'll make sure going forward you know i don't use that type of humor yeah um because it's not funny blah 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 like you yeah. can own it in a way where you do it once and then it's over definitely but definitely. he's just going around like kind of spewing some stuff saying i'm yeah. a changed man and not really apologizing and then saying i'm done apologizing mm-hmm. and like it doesn't make sense yeah sure okay and then let's I, I kind of want to wrap the Ellen thing in here. So Kevin Hart stepped down from hosting the Oscars after all this shit came out. And then he went on to Ellen DeGeneres. I think the press tour that he's on is for his new movie, The yeah, Upside. Which is also getting some flack. Is it? Yeah, because they have the Breaking Bad guy playing a disabled guy. People are pissed. Why? 
Uh, they wanted they th- a real disabled yeah, actor. Yeah, they think, okay. like, there's disabled actors um, and stuff. Like, you could have... Okay. Like, I was going to go see that movie like for he, my first 2019 Like, unfiltered. he made jokes about himself being disabled uh, in the movie and stuff. So, people are... Yeah, it's... Okay. It's just kind of a Kevin Hart shit story right now. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know about that part. but So basically on Ellen, I didn't watch the whole thing. I kind of heard it in the background, I guess. But um, Ellen DeGeneres told Kevin Hart she talked to the Oscars to get him back. I think on there did you have you watched it or heard about it or I've heard about it. Okay, so I think don't quote me on this, I could be wrong. Hart said that he'd think about it. I'm pretty sure on Ellen he said, oh, I think I'll think about it cuz I know that it was a big thing and it kind of blew up on Twitter that day that they premiered it on like a Friday and it was supposed to be on a Monday, but right. he she stayed. She was going to drop it. Yeah, he stayed for the whole hour because of the whole compelling art whatever. Right. Um and now Hart says that he won't host the Oscars. And with what you're saying, I could see how he'd be that way, which is kind of dumb. But um, now reportedly the Oscars won't even have a host. It's like the first time in, since the 80s or something yeah. that it hasn't had a host. So I guess, yeah, it's just crazy, all this shit. How are you not going to have a host? I know, it's going to be like, weird. I, I could probably do without 90% of the monologues in some of these shows, yeah. but like... They're going to have a video board of yeah, just shit. Yeah, no, you have to have a host. <laughs> yeah, it'll be weird. We're just going to have that random guy on the mic being like, and next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be it'll be interesting. And you're telling me you can't find... James Corden can't come back and host the damn... Dude, I want Ke- I want uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele to do it. I feel like they'd be, be hilarious. Good. That'd be good. Yeah. Who else, who else would be good? Let's, let's brainstorm. Yeah. I feel like you got to Drake kinda... did a really good job with the ESPYs, although he's got some minor stuff going on too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like and I I feel like it has to be kind of some diverse people. What about Pete Davidson. Yeah. He, you might just be scared of what he might say. Yeah, I don't know. He'd be fun. What about Colin Jost and uh, Michael Shea? Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I think also you have to think about what channel it's on. Yeah, what channel is it? On? I don't know. Usually I want to say it's ABC. So Kimmel, I don't know how many times you can get anybody, bro. I don't know like, why yeah, they're that, just doing. Like, they're just not trying. Yeah, if, no, if really. You're, if you're if you can't find out, you're not trying. I feel like it, honestly, not getting a host is making this a bigger story than it Probably. needs to be. So whatever. So, you told right. me Amy Schumer wouldn't do the damn hosting. That's She's kind of been off the map lately. She's I haven't. Okay, I'm about to say I, I haven't heard from her in a while. Too. I'll do it. Oh, host. We'll host. We'll host. Are you entertained? We'll host host. the fucking Oscars. Cut the check and we'll be there. It would be BFT. Big Cat and BFT would actually be really funny. That would be fucking hilarious. They wouldn't know shit. They'd say, Avengers needs to win. (laughs) (laughs) They would say some funny shit. All right. right, Moving on. Speaking of kind of Avengers and Marvel, let's talk a little bit about the new Captain Marvel trailer. Did you peep it? I did. Okay. Um. Did we learn it was kind of anything new? I don't know. They, they like they're kind the of college, rehashing like shit. The, the championship game, like they're like, oh, stay tuned. Yeah, never like seen exclusive. Yeah, and then like it was basically felt like the same trailer. That can we've I, can I be seen. straight honest with you? I fell asleep before the Captain Marvel trailer. Oh, really? And that was pretty early. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna um, be honest. No, but I watched it online. Okay. And, yeah, I'm go gonna ahead. be honest. I'm a little skeptical about this. Really? The movie in general? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I don't have a reason, like a good re- Like, I just watched the trailer, 
and I think to myself, if Marvel wasn't attached to this movie, would it be a good movie? I don't know if I'd want to see this. Yeah. Movie. Like if this was a DC movie of some random person who's not going to be like big into the script, yeah. just like a standalone. I don't know if I'd see this. You movie. know that that's honestly an interesting take because I, just now in this moment, I kind of could see that too. Yeah, but the problem is the problem is you we know, have to see it. You to, know she's going to be the face of Marvel moving forward, and you have to see. Well, it. and she's going to have a huge piece in yeah, Endgame. Yeah, and Endgame. Yeah, so, so like you're like, fuck, I, I have, have to, go to see, see this movie, but I don't know if I want to. I don't know. I and do, I, and but do you know, think they'll be good? No, I, I'm sure I will leave there being like, okay, yeah, I was an idiot. Yeah. That was awesome, but. At the preview and stuff, the like I, the storyline, like I, it's, there's just something about it that I'm like, I feel like I'm not. I feel like maybe it, they're trying to be too, at least in the trailer, maybe too humorous. Yeah, I don't know. There's some like it dumbass also just feels comedy like in it. You probably should have introduced her a while ago, not like about, two I months mean, before. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. if she's gonna be such a pivotal role, she was like one of the first Avengers you had. Mm-hmm. Why are we just getting to know her now? And I feel like we'll we'll get that figured out in the movie and maybe the post credit scene but who knows I, I i definitely get what you're saying um i think i think though they'll get it right basically the new things that we learn in this trailer i guess scrolls can't shoot a proton blast scrolls are the shape-shifting kind yep. and captain marvel is a kree uh, she has a power, but she doesn't know where it came from, and it looks like Jude Law. Um, I've done a little bit of reading on Captain Marvel and kind of the surrounding characters, and Marvel, I think, is like, I don't know if it's her mentor or what, but people, because Jude Law, I don't think they've told people out, I don't think they've told audiences what, what his, his actual role is. is. Yeah, his character. So people are thinking it might be Marvel. Uh, but in the trailer, it seems like he is her teacher. Mm. But I could also like see him. Shit out of her. Yeah, it also I could also see him flipping and like being a bad guy. So yeah. I don't know. Well, that'll be interesting there. Um, so you think this is just kind of that? You don't think this is the best trailer? You think it's kind of rehashing? Yeah, it's same shit in a different yeah, way. It didn't feel like much. Okay, that's fair. We um, ha- only have to wait until March for this movie, and then April for. Endgame is going to be crazy. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, this next one I know you don't really give a shit about, but I have to talk about it because it's crazy. Um, So HBO premiered like a little look ahead to 2019 during the Golden Globes, and the internet freaked the fuck out. So during this big clip, I think the biggest one for people out there was the Game of Thrones clip. In it, it was literally like a three-second thing, but it kind of – drop some ball it kind of drops some bombs sansa says to daenerys with Jon snow by um the dragon queen side winterfell is yours your grace basically saying that not, you're not gonna watch it so spoiler alert yeah, go for it. <laughs> spoiler alert uh sansa right now is kind of heading up winterfell which where that's where Jon snow is from and she's basically giving it to daenerys with Jon snow by her side Basically, if I told you what happened at the end of this last season with Daenerys and Jon Snow, yeah. So basically, I'm sorry if I get some grief for this, but pussy is power, bro. (laughs) Pussy's power. Jon Snow gets a little bit, and look what happens. He gives up his home country to fucking the Dragon Queen. Goddamn, it's going to be crazy. Um, based on Sansa's face in the three-second She clip, doesn't look great. She doesn't look like she's yeah, that happy about it. Seems a little forced. Um, 
I don't know. I, I could see Jon Snow convincing Sansa to give Winterfell to Daenerys. I don't know. I, I see multiple things that could happen in the very end. Kind of the – if you're a Game of Thrones geek, like, the, the fun thing to argue and speculate right now is, like, who's going to take the Iron Throne in the end. I could – here are the two ways I could see it going. One, Daenerys – takes it by herself because i think the arc of the story it would be perfect it feels like that's how it's been set up yeah because she started at the bottom at the right. beginning and now she's gonna be on the top in the end i could definitely see that but i could also see a, them throwing a curveball and having Daenerys and Jon snow share the throne in the end which that would be kind of interesting or they could all die who fucking knows i would be pissed that'd be the only ending i'm pissed with so april Is, uh the impling still in it the yes imp- Yes, it's gonna be his Tyrion. Dog. Tyrion, you think he's gonna get it? He's the fan favorite. He's the fan favorite. He, I like, I like Tyrion, but I don't know. In terms of like writing, or and he's gonna have a I really like sad death. Yeah, one of the two. It's going, it's gonna be crazy. The battle scene in the end, it's gonna be crazy. I gotta put you on, bro. We're starting in, we'll in February. We'll, we'll come over. We'll have little watch sessions. We got. When's it, it come out? April sometime. They haven't said the actual date, mm. but April. Uh, also, in this little teaser, HBO teased uh, True Detective Season 3, which comes out this Sunday with Mahershala Ali. Really excited for that. Uh, the upcoming Watchmen series, which that was um, a movie back, I don't it's been a few years, but Euphoria with Zendaya. I think Drake has some He's like part in it, or like a producer or something. Or something. Yeah. Big Little Lies season two, Veep season seven. Which you're a Veep guy? Are you? Uh, heard I've seen. Veep? I've seen a couple bits seasons. and pieces. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty funny. And then Barry season two and more. HBO man, I'm telling you, HBO. That little greater than, thing they did was freaking sweet. Yeah, they they always kind of do that, but the fact that they put the Game of Thrones thing, ooh, crazy. All right, a couple more little tidbits before we get into the next uh, segment here. Uh, Venom, a Venom sequel is officially in the works with the same writer. Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams obviously will return. Um, do you think it will be as successful as the first one? And do you want me to spoil? You haven't seen it, right? I still haven't seen it. Yeah, do you I want me to spoil the ending don't, don't and lead in? Okay, you might um, see it. Yeah, I am going to see it. Okay. Do I think it will be a, it, it, huge at the box office? And I feel it like it was kind of disappointing. Me, for the people who Critically. saw it, so I could see it not doing. A lot of as people well. like like Colin and Joe Bell are buddies. Like they loved it. I don't understand. Like I just was disappointed. Like honestly, I think and I would put Aquaman on the same level. Did I, I guess that's another movie I I saw between our last podcast was Aquaman. The oh, definition DC didn't didn't deliver for which you. I was so like I was so I was giving so much like. I was ready to like an, a DC movie. Shocker. It is the definition of a fucking popcorn movie. And some people love it. Some people really genuinely enjoyed it. I just thought it's like a fun movie, but like that's not what I want out of my superhero movies. And I just I, – I, I couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. Um, so there's that. But, uh, so, but I would put Aquaman and Venom kind of on the same level. Okay. So there's that. This is a big one for us. Yes. We were big fans of this back in the day. Will Smith posted a picture of a stack of Bad Boys for Life scripts. That's the the third one in the Bad Boys series. Um, the caption on his little Instagram post said, Day one, I'll keep you all posted. So it feels like we're finally going to get a Bad Boys 3. I'm so excited. I don't know how long it's been since the second one. It's been a long time. But um, do you think this will live up to the expectations? High expectations here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, man. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. Because honestly, this is one of the 
few sequels that I I can personally say I think is better than oh, yeah. the first Bad one. Bad Boys Two is much better yeah. than the first one. Yeah, I mean that doesn't happen a lot with movies. Right. But Bad Boys Two I think is far better than the oh, first one. Not saying the, f- the first one's bad. I just the, f- the second one was just action fucking packed, yeah. hilarious. It was great. Um, aside from Will Smith and obviously Martin Lawrence, is there anybody like you'd like to see as kind of the third part in this movie? Like maybe a Samuel Jackson or, you know, like I was trying to think who else could be kind of a cool little. How about a little Denzel? Denzel would be cool. You know who I just thought of this, but uh, the dude in power, Omar- Amari Hardwick. I could okay. actually see that because he's not like a big, big name quite yet, but he is a fucking G. I could see that. That'd be cool. It would be interesting. A lot, lot, lot of things Gabrielle they could Union do. Back? That I don't know. Um, I would think she would be, but I don't know if she's been confirmed to be back. So gotcha. that'll be interesting. This is a this is a weird one. Margot yeah, Robbie will star in a live-action Barbie movie. Personally, I think this is perfect for the role. <laughs> I mean, I heard rumors a long time ago that Amy Schumer was going to be yeah. the Barbie for the live-action movie, but they got the beautiful, the stunning, the most perfect female in the world. Margot Robbie to be Barbie. Train Will this be a the, hit? Train all the 12-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. Be- <laughs> Trey going to be wearing a fucking trench coat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chill, bro. No, uh, but do you think this will be a hit? Uh, well, TBD. TBD. Okay. All right. Now I kind of want to do this anticipated movies segment. So we haven't really done this before, but I think this will be kind of fun. Let me pull up this link real quick. So basically um, what we're going to do, let me get this link real quick before I explain it. Uh, All right. So what we're going to do is kind of a preseason movie ranking. We might kind of change it on the fly, but what I thought would be kind of fun is to reel off like just a shit ton of movies um, that are going to come out in 2019 and then maybe predict our top five box office. This one we kind of came up and said it might be hard to do, so we might not do it or may just kind of say what we think. Um, top five critically acclaimed award potential movies and then top five sleepers for 2019. Um, so I don't know, this could be quick. And then if you have questions about it, you can kind of stop me and I'll kind of explain uh, it or tell you who's in it. We, I, I guess if we want to do it in a, like a ranking wise, we can do that. Or we can just kind of say this, uh, this is one, you know what I mean? Okay. But I will reel off a list. It, I believe it's in chronological order. This is from Hollywood reporter. I think it has 65 movies. So I will be as quick as I can. All right. Replicas with Keanu Reeves. That one looks interesting. The upside glass. Uh, sin- yeah, glass looks weird as hell. Well, it got pretty bad reviews. I think it got forty-two percent yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Surprise! Honestly, I wanted it looks to see like it. They just extended that that split movie. Oh well, yeah. So, do you want me to explain that, or do you want me to keep going? Well, it's the same guy, right? It's yes, M. M. Night Shyamalan, but he kept this secret for like twenty plus years. So there was a Bruce Willis movie called Unbreakable back in. I don't know, nineties, late eighties. I don't know, but um, and I think Samuel was in it, and so. There was a split movie, right? And then so at I've never seen it from the beginning. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But at the end, Bruce Willis shows up in the split movie. And then so this glass movie is kind of the, like the, the trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. And he yeah. kept that a, a secret. No one knew about that until that sequel or that uh, cameo came out. So this was kind of the, the wrap it all up. And I guess it's not getting good reviews. I think it got 42%. Sure. I, I really wanted to kind of watch them and see them. But if, if it was got shitty reviews, I'm not even going to care. Um, okay. Um, Lego movie two, the second part. Uh, 
What Men Want. That's with uh, Taraji P. Henson. It, it looks pretty. Have you seen Preview for it? I don't know if I have or not. It's basically she can like hear what men think. Mm-hmm. It, it's pre- it, it looks pretty fucking funny. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. This one may be kind of a sleeper and or box office hit, but uh, Alita, the Battle Angel. It's where that it's uh, James Cameron, and it's where the this guy creates this kind of weapon, but it's like a robot girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it looks good, Should but I the could, big eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I could definitely see people getting on. If it's a good movie, I could see yeah. people getting on board and being a box office. Thank but you next. Thank you next. All right. Happy Death Day to you. That's the sequel. How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Um, Chaos Walking. This is an interesting one. Um, this is with. Um, Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, Nick Jonas. It says, adapted from the best-selling YA novel of the same name by Patrick Ness. Chaos Walking takes place in a dystopian world where there are no women and all thoughts can be seen and heard in a stream called The Noise. I just like that cast, uh, Tom yeah. Holland and what Daisy was that Ridley. Called? That was called Chaos Walking. So that could be interesting. Obviously, we just talked about this, but Captain Marvel... Uh, I'm skipping some that I've never even heard of and I know won't make our list. So um, don't don't hate me if I you don't hear a cult movie that you're looking forward to. This one, this one will be on my list one way or another. Us by Jordan Peele. Have you seen uh, the preview for this? I haven't seen the preview yet. Ooh, Wait, maybe I gotta have. Gotta watch it. I think I have. You sent it to me. I think. Maybe I might have sent. Yeah, I think I did. I think it came out like on Christmas yeah. or something. Yeah. So this is his. Uh, it's cool that he's doing horror. Like obviously yeah. he has Get Out, and then uh, this is us. Uh, this movie is called Us. So basically the premise of this is like we are our own worst enemy, mm-hmm. and kind of like a altered state of the person. Like it's it's gonna be crazy. I I can just tell the stylistic part of the movie will be cool. All right, the the beach bum with uh, Matthew McConaughey, Zac Efron, um, Jonah Hill, and Snoop Dogg. Kind of interesting. Okay. I think it's a comedy. Greyhound with Tom Hanks is uh, this is a World War II drama. Never even heard of it, but that sounds interesting. The live action version of Dumbo that actually does look pretty good. Uh, the Best of Enemies. This one could be something on the critically acclaimed. This is based on a true story. It pits. A KKK leader and a civil rights activist against each other in the debate surrounding the desegregation of schools in North Carolina. That could be something. Uh, Pet Cemetery. This is a scary movie. It's based off a Stephen King novel. I don't really know the premise off the top of my head. Shazam, the superhero movie. Uh, this is DC's potential comeback. This is their one fucking hope. Um, uh, is it? Fucking Shazam, okay. This does look good. Come on. I showed you the trailer. It looks all right. It'll be the family-friendly one. Enough to turn around for DC. (laughs) We got Hellboy, the reboot of that. Yeah, they can have that one. Um, Let's see. Avengers Endgame, obviously. There's an animated movie called Ugly Dolls, and it stars Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, Janelle Monae. Oh, is there a preview out? Yeah. Is it look it actually doesn't decent? look terrible? Okay. Po- this is this is this might be one for me. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Um, whether you think it's a sleeper or a box office, I could see it being a hit. If it's good, if it's cheesy as fuck, it falls by the wayside. But if it's good, I could see this opening up a franchise and it more movies to come. So watch out for that one. Uh, John Wick three, I guess it's called the Parabellum. I haven't. This is a series that I kind of want to get into. I've heard really good things. I just haven't seen. 
Um, this is one that I've heard kind of going about the ways of the critically acclaimed one. Um, it's called Ad Astra. Uh, Brad Pitt plays an army space engineer determined to find his missing father in this James Gray sci-fi thriller. Uh, also reunites Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, and Lauren Dean, who all starred in Space Cowboys. We also have the live-action version uh, version of Aladdin. We have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Wolf, um, CGI crazy. We have Rocket Man. The uh, I'm Elton. a Rocket Man. Love that song, Elton John. Um, this. So, have you seen the preview for this? Yeah. It, like, it, I think it definitely looks good, and I'm interested in it. The only thing I am skeptical about in the end of the trailer, they start like flying, and then it says based on a true fantasy. So I don't know if this uh, is going to yeah. be like a musical and like a weird thing. So that's something to look into. Um, the life, the secret life of pets two. This shit looks hilarious. I won't yeah, lie. It, it does look funny. X Men Dark Phoenix, Men in Black International with uh, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Have you seen the trailer? Hell no. You haven't. I'm not seeing that. You're shit. not a Men in Black fan. The original I liked. I love the originals. I'm not gonna lie. But this one. If, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, damn, this looks fire. But then, like, after watching it a couple times, it looks kind of cheesy. I guess they're rebooting uh, Shaft, or maybe it's a sequel. I don't really know, but uh, Samuel Jackson's in that. I guess they're doing a Grudge reboot. Interesting there. Toy Story 4, that'll be a big one. Yeah. Uh, there's an untitled Annabelle horror movie. So obviously, Spider-Man Far From Home, the Homecoming sequel, that'll be big. This might be one of the biggest ones, Lion King, live action adaption. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's the Tarantino oh, movie featuring uh, Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot oh, Robbie, and a ton of other people. Hobbs and Shaw, this will probably be big on the box office. This is the spinoff with uh, The Rock and Jason Statham. The New Mutants, the X-Men horror movie, which could be kind of a sleeper and or box office hit if it's good. Um, it was supposed to come out in 2018, but they pushed it back however many months. It's coming out in August. Uh, Artemis Fowl, which is a Disney movie that I don't really know anything about. Um, a 12-year-old genius Artemis Fowl, a descendant of a longtime uh, criminal masterminds as he finds himself in a battle of strength and cunning against a powerful hidden race of fairies who may be okay. yeah, no. past. <laughs> it's a Disney movie, so you never know. Uh, it Chapter 2. I know you're a big fan of the first oh, one. I think that, that holds your uh, your worst ranking of the uh, Yeah, unfiltered. that shit's terrible. Okay. Uh, Downton Abbey, which I believe was a... Uh, Downton or Downtown? It's Downton. Down, I don't know how you say that. It uh, looks like D Downton. It's probably Downtown, Down though. Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> I know it was like a series, but now they're making a movie out of it, I guess. Um, let's see here. I guess there's a movie called The Kitchen. It has Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy, and Tiffany Haddish. That's a pretty good one. Star in this Irish mob story um, set in the 1970s, Hell's Kitchen. Okay, I might be there for that. Um... Let's see, Joker. This is a this is oh, a yeah. this is a big one. Um, I'm interested in that. Some of these I know won't be on our list. Uh, Zombieland Two. That's with um, okay. Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. The Adams Family. I don't know. Is this a? Yeah, it's animated treatment. Um, 
That'll be interesting, I bet. It has uh, Charlie's Theron, Chloe, Grace, Mordzez, that girl. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then uh, Oscar Isaac. It's a pretty good cast. A Beautiful Day to Be in the Neighborhood. That's with Tom Hanks as uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That'll be big. Um, Charlie's Angels, I guess, is getting a reboot. Um, Kristen right. Stewart, Naomi Scott. Ugh. Yeah, I, I know. What? I know. Uh, Untitled Terminator Project. Of course. Sonic the Hedgehog might be interesting. Mm. Who knows? Uh, Jim Carrey is a voice of that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Frozen 2. That'll be big. That'll be big. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle 2. And then, obviously, Star Wars Episode 9. Um... And that is all that is on this list. I'm sure there are many more out there that um, didn't make the Hollywood Reporter's list. One being my motherfucking Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. Um, you wrote some that you think. Let's yeah, hear so yours. I really then... only care about the box office because okay. I think that's the easiest that's fair. to predict. That's fair. Critically acclaimed will be hard because there are probably movies that aren't yeah. even on this list. So right. Okay. So I I think I have it down to the top eight. Okay. Okay. So let's try Did to you do any some. sleepers. No. I guess you could put the leftovers of sleepers. <laughs> so, Star Wars, Endgame, Lion King, Frozen 2, Lego Movie 2, Aladdin, Captain Marvel, and Toy Story 4. I think those would be list. like... That's a at solid least box office-wise. I think... Was that a ranking or is that... No, 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 no. Okay, just Those are just general. Okay. So, I think okay. we should try... To rank them. If you had to guess, we'll just do top five. Out of so those. you'd cut okay. three of those. Okay. Honestly, and this is kind of a hot take, but I could genuinely see Lion King being the top grossing movie of this year, straight okay. up. Um, so if I had to go, I, of the eight that I mentioned, I would Aladdin would I would cut out. Okay, Lego Movie Two is a sleeper, but I would probably cut it out. Uh huh. And then Captain Marvel, I'm throwing out too. Wow. Okay. Okay. So obviously, Endgame is going to make a fucking billion. Right. Um, Star Wars will probably make a billion. Yeah, so depending on <laughs> reviews. My number hopefully. of the so of those lists, my number five would be Frozen Two. Okay. Four boy it gets tough. It does. Four, I would go Toy Story Four. Yeah. What 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 would be three then? I I'm confused here. Well, Lion I'm, King. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, so now the final three is Star Wars, Endgame, and Lion King. Okay. How you rank these? Hell if I know. Yeah. I would go. Three Star Wars, two Lion King, one Endgame. Okay. And I could be overshotting Lion King. I just think, one, it broke the um, trailer record, yeah. but then I think Endgame broke that or yeah. whatever, which take I have that a hard as you time will. thinking Endgame won't be number one at the end of the year. That Yeah, that's fair. I just think there, you're going to get a new audience and an old audience for Lion King, so I think that's going to do really well. Don't sleep on Toy Story. I could see Toy Story yeah, Toy maybe Story. being as big well, as even Lion Frozen, King. Even Frozen 2. Yeah. Dude, Frozen was huge. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. It's still huge for yes. you know people like that. I even liked Frozen. Here, here are some sleepers for me. Um, one, Joker. I It may not be like overall, but I definitely could see it breaking records, especially I think it comes out in October. Here's, here's the only thing, though. You have a Spider-Man, you have Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man, shit. you have Avengers, you have, I mean, Star Wars is kind of superhero-y, you have Shazam, you have so many superhero yeah. movies. Is there going to be a fatigue later in the year after Endgame? Well, th I think this one's going to be very different. I don't think it's going to feel like a superhero movie. Um, 
if it's getting good reviews, watch out for it at least breaking an October record. That's going to be my prediction. Um, also, I'm telling you, don't sleep on the Pikachu movie because if it's yeah. good, if it's good, it'll be big. So. Pikachu, what it will have going for it might be more, maybe not domestically, but globally. Oh yeah, True. you might see like some of the Asian countries. Oh, yeah. really get into definitely. That. And I'm I'm really rooting for this movie. I hope it's good. Like I I I kind of want a new series. Like I don't want to say I'm fatigued on Marvel and DC and Star Wars, but it just seems like. We're getting year after year. We're getting at least three movies from these franchises. I think it'd be cool to get something a little bit new and fresh. Uh, I guess another sleeper would could we say obviously Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Yeah. Um, but also, could we say X Men Dark Phoenix or no? no? I know you're not a big X Men guy. X Men just has never really taken off. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It was good. Any? Do you have any kind of sleepers that you? Thought of I think Aladdin. List. I think Aladdin will Aladdin. be a sleeper. I think that'll be close to top five mm-hmm. uh, with Will Smith in that. And as then well, also, don't sleep boost. on the uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious has a yeah, cult following, I mean. and it does big at the box office. And then I think uh, Lego Movie Two and Secret Life of Pets. For you can never animated. go wrong with animated movies, man. Yeah, for sure. They make freaking bank. Definitely. Okay, that was fun. I I kind of. I outlined it more as a ranking on here, but I think we did it in a better way. So yeah. cool. Okay. Let's move on to some music. Um, so I don't know if you've seen this going on on Twitter, but uh, Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers 3 appears to be on the way. Yep. On January 6th, J. Cole posted like a little poster that said, your presence and participation is requested for the recording sessions of the upcoming compilation album Revenge of the Dreamers 3, January 6th to the 16th, 2019. Please reach out to your Dreamville rep to coordinate travel and lodging. So at first, I was kind of confused. Like, obviously, I thought, like, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 is on the way. Um, But I was like, oh, okay, it's, like, just a fun way to kind of announce the album. But then more and more people just continued posting these posters with their name on it right yeah so i was like okay this is interesting and there are over 70 people rumored to be involved with this compilation project based on how many people have tweeted out this um this little poster with their name on it and i've i've seen new people like i saw saba just post it right before we went on the podcast so the number is increasing so the, so there's a dude I know I've talked about him before Yo from DJ Booth yep. He got one of these things too So obviously they're sending press to this too And um, He wrote like I, I didn't finish the story I was reading it before you came But basically it feel it, it's, it sounds like It's kind of A real time creation Of this album Which I'm, I'm, I think it's awesome um, That gets into The question here um, if we do think it's kind of a real-time music creation type thing, do you think um, the quality will drop off or do you think it'll be better than, say, a Kanye and the good music, what they did with, like, they gave it a week and they just made it? Yeah. Um, this, I guess, according to the Golden Ticket from the 6th to the 16th, it sounds like that's when they're making it and then maybe it'll drop. I don't really know. It's kind of vague how they're going to roll out with this. But uh, from what I read from uh, Yo on DJ Booth, it sounds kind of like that. It's just a collaborative effort and no 
I, I think one of the things they put in their little story was like, there's no ego. It's just music and which sounds really cool. And yeah. the people they're bringing in are crazy. So I wrote some of these names down. Um, Obviously, the Dreamville cast, which is J. Cole, Boz, J.I.D., Ari Lennox, Earth Gang, Kaz, Loot, Omen. And then we have people who potentially could be features. Big Crit, Buddy, who put out a sleeper of an album last year. Really good. Uh, Reason, he's with TDE, T.I., Vince Staples, Wale, Chase the Money, who's a producer, Ill Mind, T-Minus, Tay Keith. Tay Keith! Um, Kenny Beats and more. You have, like I said, I saw Saba post one. Like, this album could be fucking crazy, bro. Um, they're also posting little snippets of music here and there on Twitter. I, I, I heard one that I know had GID on it. I thought I heard someone else. I can't remember who, but the beat sounds crazy. I'm really excited for this. Um, so, what? I guess, what do you think here? Are you, like, are the expectations high? What do you think in terms of like the real time aspect of it? Do you think the quality will go down? All that. <laughs> it's, just, it's hard. Well, there's just so much. Oh yeah, off. there's a lot. It's it's hard to know. Um, hard to know exactly like what it is until right. it comes out. But because you have so many different people, are they just giving you advice? One, yeah, but are they just giving you a, a quick verse and yeah, then get true. out of there? True. And you're just mastering and scrambling it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just so many questions. Obviously, yeah. J Cole is probably going to have the most influence over this. I would assume. I would it, think that's so. Probably safe to say. Yeah. Um, you know. It's hard to compare it against Kanye because what Kanye did was more like, um, all right, Cuddy, me and you in the studio, mm-hmm. let's bang this out. Yeah. Um, Pusha, you go in the studio, you give me your seven. Mm-hmm. You know, he was more, it was more like individualistic. Yeah. Whereas this, if it's an actual compilation album where it's, it's a collaborative effort, yeah. place, that shit might get hard to do. Yeah. Um, so they better be real organized on just exactly who's doing what, mm-hmm. when and where, if they're going to do like, yo, everybody come out to Montana and yeah. listen to I this I think album. this is Atlanta, but no, yeah. No, I, I was I know. comparing. I'm just saying, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I Yeah. I, I mean, if they can pull this off, it would be freaking sweet. Man. Oh, yeah. So if you had to predict, do you think like this will just be another album like we kind of throw away at the end of the year? Do you think it'll stand the test of this year kind of in December? Do you think we'll be talking about this? So, like, I try to compare compilations to compilations. So, I think so, like, like Black Panther, maybe. No, no, like, uh, sort of. I, I'm <laughs> thinking more of like uh, Young Money's album. Okay, okay. Um, thinking so, like, uh, a label. Yeah, good music. Okay, when they did what, Cruel, Cruel, uh, Cruel Summer, yeah, Winner or whatever the fuck Cruel it was. I don't remember. Young Money was was probably the oh, best. Yeah. Bro, but bro, I was banging that shit all the time yeah, in high I mean, school. That shit was fire. Tiger, we had. Drake, Drake on the come Nikki, up, Nikki, Wayne, so many people, bro. Uh, so I try to think of it more that way. If they're rushing it together and it's just like chaos, it won't be. It'll yeah. be a throwaway thing. If they actually take the time and are very organized and like already have like they've sent yeah. out samples to everybody yeah. to listen to, get your shit ready. Uh-huh. Um, I think to, if they've been working on it for a long time, right. and this is when we're gonna get it. Like I think it'll be it'll fine. Be freaking awesome. And I th- I think the people around this I'm more ex- I'm more inclined to think it will be successful with based on seeing the people yeah. involved. Um, 
I don't know. I have a feeling this is going to be crazy. Well, this kind of feels feeling. like Young Money. when uh, with, yeah. you have so many up-and-comers yeah. on this list. Yeah. Uh, so it, th- what's interesting to me is, obviously, it's going to be focused on Dreamville people. Right. But then all of these people involved, oh, yeah. like the features are going to yeah. be crazy. Um, I'm excited. I, I hope we get it. Let, I'm, let, real quick before we move on, I want to look at uh, the... I want to look at the uh, calendar here. So, okay. So, the 16th is a Wednesday. Albums normally come out on a Friday. So, should we expect it on the 18th, do you think? So, maybe get it all done by Wednesday, wrap it up on the boat, Thursday, play it Friday. Thursday night at midnight. Maybe. You should should be crazy, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited to figure out what this thing is. Um, I guess out of all those features that I mentioned or – uh, producers, or is there any buddy that you're really excited to hear on yeah, this? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I want to hear JID kind of follow up from DiCaprio yes, too. Yes. So, you, have you kind of dived into that more? Do you li- yeah. really like that? No, album? I really like that album. Yeah, so, I, I, I want to see him kind of, you know, pick it up and, and keep the yeah. momentum he had, you know, from DiCaprio too into this year. Sure. Um, I, I Staples t- is another one. Yeah. Be interesting. Definitely. Uh, I. Totally follow you with the JID thing. I'm really excited to see what he has in store for 2019. Obviously, I think J. Cole is who we're all right. r- uh, ready He's to the, see. The prized possession. Yeah, exactly. I'm really excited to see a, a J. Cole on a, a Tay Keith oh, beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew, that will be insane. Uh, really, who I'm really excited to give a full listen to is Ari Lennox. Okay. Um, she's the sole kind of songstress of dreamville she's the first lady she sings she kind of has a SZA vibe for dreamville okay. so i'm really excited she hasn't put out like a full project she's had some eps here and there but i'm really excited to kind of hear what she's about and hear if she um is going to be the real deal so there's cool. that all right let's move on well go ahead and plug your oh yeah yeah, yeah. Since so we're talking uh, about dreamville so yeah don't forget like i i kind of plugged it earlier in the in the show but i wrote a Dream a Dreamville versus TD article. Basically, my premise was, um, I I actually did a little research. It the the last time J Cole and Kendrick put out an album in the same year was 2011 when Kendrick did Section 80, oh, and wow. um, J Cole did uh, the, his first album, the um, Cole World, the Sideline Cole Story. World. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. that's right. So. It's crazy how long it's been since yeah. that's happened. One that was when they're on the come up too. Yes, was. and exactly, and it was this. This was perpetuated when JID during his promo tour told Complex, he's like, "We're in competition with uh, TD. We need to do this." And so I was like, "Damn!" Like, so I kind of dug a little bit, yeah. and um, I think in my premise was. For I think it starts with the top dogs with Kendrick and J. Cole. Um, the fact that we might have, because obviously he kind of teased the fall off J. Cole did yeah. on um, KOD. So that makes me think that we might get that this year. And then obviously it's been a little bit since Damn came out. Um, normally Kendrick's on that two-year cycle. Yep. Um, so it kind of just feels like we might get a uh, – Kendrick Lamar album, and if we get them in the same year, it'll be so cool to see in December. Like, who's gonna get that? So, I just I'm really excited. And yeah. then, obviously, with this Dreamville thing, 
it kind of feels like Dreamville is going to be one up one to nothing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I'm interested. Um, all right, let's move on to some logic here. Logic tweeted randomly under pressure meets Bobby Tarantino. So I guess let's speculate a little bit what this kind of means. Um, to start out, so he is dropping a novel called yep. Supermarket, which I'm really interested in. This will might be the first book I buy in a long ass time. You're shaking your head, no, not gonna, not gonna know. happen. I don't know, man. <laughs> Are you doing the audio? Nah, he I'll probably, I'll probably get the book. I, I think it would be really cool because I'm. It looked thick. Yeah, it did. I, it I could real thick. I <laughs> better hope there's some pictures in the middle of that dude. <laughs> oh wow, drawn out and crayon. No. Cray- <laughs> 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 um, I really, I, I've heard rumors that there's going to be a soundtrack with this. How cool would it be if like you open it up and like you're reading and then you get to a part where like pop this in and listen to this? <laughs> that shit would be fire as fuck. Um, I don't know. I think Y'all remember be- when I said Chad be at Barbie and twelve year olds in a trench coat? You hear what this man's talking about? Well, man, I'm a, a album I'm a Logic fan, out. bro. I'm a Logic fan. Plug it in. Um, okay, so I guess let's. So if this isn't the, if this doesn't plug Supermarket at all, do you think this could be a tease for new music? If so, do you think it could be Ultra eighty five? Could it be Bobby Tarantino three? Something brand new? What do we think with this kind of random yeah. tweet? Hard to tell. Also, I know. What do you think if? Under pressure meets Bobby Tarantino. Does that excite you? So I, we've talked about it, especially when Young Sinatra Four came out. I Yisif. am definitely yeah Yusuf. Uh, I'm if we're picking logic personas, Bobby Tarantino is at the bottom of my list. Agreed. Um. So, but but then again, under, under pressure, pressure is one of my favorite of logic albums. albums. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. I I. But under he, pressure did feel. Under Pressure felt more like mixtape logic yeah. than like true album logic. I yeah. would say that's his least cohesive album. But it also felt like that is when he was genuinely telling his story, whereas Incredible right. True Story is kind of just like a sci-fi thing. Everybody's kind of from different perspectives. Right. So that one felt like, that's what like I mean, his like, album. That's why I feel like it's less – like when I think logic albums, I think very cohesive. Like, um, yeah. I see what you're saying. What was I see what you're saying. The one before that, incredible true story. No, after that one, everybody, everybody, like very cohesive, yeah, very storytelling driven. Under pressure, there's storytelling elements, but it feels more like mixtape vibes sure. than what the other two logic true albums. That's have fair. Been. That's fair. I think out of all of them, which I think I like maybe the most, is I feel like Under Pressure might be the darkest of the albums. Which I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah. fan of some darkness. <laughs> um, okay. But those are those are interesting. I because I don't really care for Bobby Tarantino. Yeah, it's worth either. to listen one time and then I'm pretty much done with it. True. Now I don't know. Do you do you follow uh, Logic on Twitter? Yeah. Did you do you remember those like little 50 second clips? Like I think five. He called them Freestyle Fridays. I think like yeah. five Fridays yeah. in a row. He posted like these little clips. Uh-huh. That make like if I'm thinking back to those, those sounded more like Bobby Tarantino. So that makes me think this might be Bobby Tarantino three. We might just get more like under pressure vibes. I guess I don't know. Um, I here, just don't know if way, I see him it. doing a Tarantino three. You don't think so? I don't think so. I I, I honestly hope not. <laughs> I think he's best when he's logic. Um, Album logic or Young Sinatra. 
Yeah. That's that's just what I think. Either way, I'm here for new Logic music. The dude is a working machine. I'm excited to see what his future looks like. I don't have a lot on the sports segment. I see I, that. I, I'm sorry. Um, well, first we got to talk about uh, yeah, was... NFL playoffs. What the fuck am no, I thinking? No. We got to talk about Jerry's World. Jerry's World. Yeah, sure. You see the... I did. It looks nice. Hey, thanks, bro. Yeah, so um, I went to the Cotton Bowl. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Not quite the outcome I was hoping for, but there is a silver lining. Lost the champs. <laughs> Clemson made fucking Alabama look like little bitches, yeah. which made Notre Dame look a little bit better. Yeah. So that's let me let me let me defend Notre Dame for you. Oh hell yeah, I, good. I, there was a lot of people that were like, Notre Dame got killed. Yeah, they're Notre never going to be in the playoff contention again. Well, yeah, and I don't worry about that shit. But I'm talking about <laughs> the people that were like, well, Notre Dame shouldn't have made the playoff. You can't take a result of a game and be like, yeah, see, this proves yeah. Notre Dame. Georgia lost to Bama. Exactly. Who, Georgia, how bad was Georgia going to lose to Clemson then? And didn't Georgia lose to Texas? No, they lost. Yeah, and they lost to LSU. So the three best teams Georgia played, they lost to. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's who deserves it. Notre Dame went undefeated. They deserved to be in well, thank the you. playoff. Thank you. Regardless of result. And Clemson proved, oh my God, they proved they were the best team in the country. <laughs> Jesus. They wrecked Alabama. So, I, like I said, I fell asleep pretty early that night. I feel like a fucking old man. But what I did watch, I think I, I – the what I remember at least because it turned out to be a blowout. But um, – the pick six in the beginning, yep. and then Tua comes right around and throws the fucking touchdown. Yep. I'm like, damn, this is going to be a good game. Yeah. And then I like fall asleep for a little bit, and I wake up I'm like, damn, this is a fucking blowout. Yeah. And I, it was just funny. No, it was but. very back and forth. First quarter was really competitive. Even you know right before half, Tua threw a really bad pick. Clemson went down got some points. But mm-hmm. uh, Alabama was able to move the ball. Then they just got in the red zone and couldn't do shit. Yeah. And uh, Clemson locked him down, and then Clemson just kept hitting big play after big play. Man, Trevor Lawrence is special. That dude can ball out. And his girl is mighty fine, I have to say. Yeah, she, I haven't seen yet. She, so. You see her in the crowd? Um, yeah. But anyway, to go back to your Jerry World comment, yeah. Jerry World, Jerry's World is Fire spectacular. Jerry. It is awesome. Unbelievable. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I I don't know if I've been to a better it, stadium. It's seriously like you're not at a football game. You're at an event. Oh, yeah. Hell, yes. Like, Which I was. I was at Cotton Bowl. But, right. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, definitely. It's like you forget you're at a football game. It just feels like yeah. a big, huge presentation, an event type thing. Definitely. And football game. It was also cool. So they had like um, six flag tickets um, in conjunction with the Cotton Bowl. We went to that. Um, we went to uh, an official tailgate right across the street from the actual stadium, which was really cool, really fun. And then, obviously, the game the game didn't turn out the way we wanted, but it was a fun fucking yep. experience. Um, and I appreciate that you didn't bust my fucking balls right after the game. I appreciate that because True I was definitely very pissed. You can ask my dad. <laughs> you would think that my dad would be the most pissed. Yeah, I Pretty sure was. I was the most pissed. And... We have a group chat with all of like kind of our high school friends. They were on me so fucking hard, yeah. and I I hit them back with the guilt trip type thing. I, they were busting on me, and I'm like, I, I I at first I didn't even reply, but then they kept laying it on. Yeah. I'm like, you guys sure know how to pile it on when I'm already pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I'm just like, fuck you guys. I was yeah, so pissed. I I. I I didn't. Taylor was actually rooting for Notre Dame just so you would have a good time. That's I appreciate. After that. every touchdown, she was just like, "Poor Trey." 
I, all I wanted was one touchdown. Uh, Couldn't even like, get that. I would. I do have to say though. At the ver- did you watch the game? Yeah. So the very beginning I of the game. I watched like the first three quarters. Yeah, and that's, that's fair. <laughs> like, that's basically uh, the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go no, do some laundry before the, the next the, game starts. The very beginning, I think it was in the first quarter, I'm pretty sure, where they kicked the, the Clemson kicked the field goal, and then on the kickoff we got the fumble. Or, yeah, with the, no. When we, when we got the fumble on the kickoff. Kick return. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. I got so the the crowd was because I was sitting with we were sitting with a bunch of Notre Dame guys, but we were up top, yeah. so I was so fucking I was jumping up and down, and I'm like, damn, we might actually have a fucking shot. <laughs> and then like I was scared because I was like up and jumping. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I felt down. like I was gonna fucking fall. Don't look down. But uh, yeah, no, that moment was awesome, and right after that, it slowly went downhill. Yeah. Or, All right, not so, slowly, quickly. Yeah. All right. But so then let's talk about. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, since we're on the subject. Yeah, I fucking I totally forgot to put the NFL playoffs in this, but yeah, no, uh, that was the Chargers lost to the Chargers. Yeah, that was sad too. Um, I've said it from the beginning. Like, I'm obviously going to root for uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he's a good athlete. I personally don't think, and this is a Ravens fan. I don't think he is our franchise quarterback. I don't think he is the answer moving forward. Not because he's not a good athlete. I just don't think that that type of quarterback, I don't think a running quarterback lasts in the NFL. Right. And that's what he is. They switched up their offense to a um, a run option type offense. It's very like, gimmicky. Yeah, and that just doesn't really last in the NFL. It they, had their, they had their moment. They had a little streak going. Right. But um, in the NFL, it's hard to beat a team – you know, twice, and they played them in a two-week span. They looked god-awful. They made an amazing comeback, but rookies make rookie mistakes, and Lamar Jackson fumbles it on the last fucking play. I was pissed. Um, Yeah, it just is what it is. It sucked. Uh, I mean, did you th- – before the game, did you think the Ravens were going to win, or no. what did you think? No. I actually went 4-0 this weekend. Wow, uh, flex. Yeah, I will. And then you got to talk about your Cowboys. I will. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll um, get there. No, I thought the Chargers were going to win just because I, I didn't think I, – I thought they'd be able to adjust to seeing the Ravens' yeah. offense, um, you know, from just, what, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, they ago. played them two weeks prior to yeah. that. So. so it kind of felt like Lamar was going to have to throw the ball to win, and he just hasn't shown it yet. Definitely and could not. I've kind of – But, but can I interject thing. real quick? Yeah. The one fucking time in the end of the game when they did throw the ball yeah. downfield, what the fuck happens? They score a touchdown. Well, yeah, but conservative ass play calling, which I know you have to with him yeah. at quarterback. But also, goddamn, well, I personally wanted to see Flacco at the beginning of the second half. Yeah. That's me. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Put the fucking man in. Yeah, I don't know, but so I have some thoughts on all of that. Okay, one, the Chargers were playing soft defense. They're letting the Ravens throw. That's why they threw well at the end of the game. Okay. Um, <laughs> two. The coach and him just schooled me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two. So I thought a lot about the Flacco stuff because it was all over Twitter. I was like, oh, you got to put Flacco in. I think this was John Harbaugh basically saying, I stick by my guy. We're cutting Flacco. Flacco's not going to be a Raven next year. So <sighs> okay. if we put him in, what are we doing to Lamar? Yeah. Like mentally, that's going to fuck up Lamar. And. We gotta let, let Lamar's gotta know he's our dude next year. So I think that was as much as you know, lose the battle, win the war sure. type thing. Um, I think that's I could, why they I kept could Lamar. See in. That. I mean, and also, uh, Flacco can't move, and the, like Lamar was just getting sacked. Like I yeah. mean, the offensive line got that's true. killed. 
So what's Flacco gonna do? He can't. He can't move. Yeah, like, true. He's not gonna be able to escape pressure. And what, so. did, what did he hurt? Was it a leg or was it an arm? Back, maybe. Back. Okay. I don't. I don't. Know. I, honestly, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember. So it just felt like Joe might have been kind of a sitting duck back there because that offensive line was getting babied. On the on the subject of Harbaugh, yeah, I am a Harbaugh guy, and I know we talked about this uh, a while ago on the podcast. I really hope they don't like no, cut, like get rid of him. I'm him a, a Harbaugh guy. They'll give him an extension because I know we talked about kind of the plateau because yeah. he hasn't. He obviously, I think this is a it's the first time in a, in a few years that he has uh, made the playoffs. Yeah, but. I don't know. I'm a Harbaugh guy. I think he gets the job done. I'm. A, I like him. So yeah, I hope they keep. They'll him. definitely keep him. They, there is some rumor that they might actually trade him. Believe it or not, Harbaugh. Yeah, uh, you, you can, can trade, trade coaches. coaches. Yeah, has that happened like a lot? Uh, John Gruden was traded from the Raiders to the Bucks, like in the 2000s. Fucking weird. Yeah, I think. It I costs, mean, what like, do you get? A couple out of draft that? picks. Okay. Interesting. So, all right. So. Let's move on to my Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys got the dub over the Seahawks. Did you watch any of that game? This is one of the ones I don't think I watched. I don't know what I was doing, but was it a close one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, sort of. Like, the Cowboys got up 10, and then Seattle scored with, like, a minute left mm-hmm. to cut it to two. Okay. And then they had a chance to onside kick it, and it was a terrible onside kick. So, okay. basically what happened – was right before halftime that the Seahawks tried to do like a 50 some yard field goal with their big fat kicker <laughs> and he pulled his hamstring. Oh, fuck. So they couldn't kick after. Yeah. So their punter was their kicker. So they had to keep going for it on fourth down uh-huh. and they had to go for two. And then when, so during the onside kick, he has, he, do you know what drop kicking is when you bounce it off the ground and then kick okay. it? Okay. Huh. So like that's his thing. Okay. So like he was drop kicking the onside kick Jesus. and he punted like he drop kicked it like 40 <laughs> yards. <laughs> It was such a terrible outside game. Oh, my God. The Cowboys guy just literally caught it and fell down. So. Nice. No, it was a really good game. The Seahawks did a lot of dumb shit. They just kept trying to run the ball, and the Cowboys were just stuffing them. Uh, and then when they threw the ball, they had a lot of success, but they, like, refused to throw the ball. So it's a typical Cowboys game. Good D. Dak made just enough plays, and Zeke kind of carried the offense. So. I've heard it would be uh, interesting to see them play the Rams. Yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of the Cowboys, but like I've heard that Amari Cooper is kind of stepping the fuck up for him. Yeah, he's been balling. Uh, He's had a couple down games, you know, the last few weeks, but yeah, he kind of came in and saved the season. He's been a big difference. So we got to talk a little bit about the uh, the double doink, the double doink, the The, poor Bears, the Eagles and the Bears. It was kind of funny, honestly. Uh, Man, I felt bad. I felt bad Uh, for the kicker. I I called it right when they called the timeout and he kicked and made it. I was like, this man's gonna fucking miss. He's he's hit the field goal post five times. Yes, that's insane. it was destined to happen this ha, way. Have they lose? Have lost? Have they lost um, in that way before I with the doink? I or has he just sure. like happened like on a normal? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's crazy though. It, I thought it went in at first. I know. I thought it went in, and, and then it, it came out that it got tipped a little bit. Yeah, Did you see that. And so yeah. you feel bad for because like they got tipped. Like, yeah, you just feel bad. I was kind of rooting for the Bears. I'll the be honest. Yeah, well, I was torn. I wanted the Bears to win because I'm not an Eagles fan, but if the Cowboys and Eagles both win, uh, the Cowboys will have a home game in the NFC Championship. So that would be cool. Yeah. Um, but, <sighs> yeah, the, the, the Eagles play the Saints. So here's the interesting thing. if The Eagles got beat by the Saints by, like, 40 the last time they played a couple weeks ago, like four yeah. or five weeks ago. That was with Wentz. If Foles is healthy and Foles – 
beats the Saints. Like, what do you do with Wentz? Like, I know. That's, uh, you almost have to trade him. That's, yeah. Like, the I'm team so just rallies around Foles. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, Wentz is obviously the better quarterback. Yeah. But the team just seems to, like, love playing and, with Nick Foles. And here's, like, remember that comment? I remember commenting about uh, – when he got his Super Bowl MVP, and they yeah. said our franchise quarterback went out as we're handing yeah, the yeah. fucking MVP to Foles. It's just, yeah, it's a weird situation, but I don't know. Do you have like Super Bowl predictions, or do you not want to do that because you don't want to put bad juju? Or I don't want to put bad juju. Okay. Right, I, if I had to. to guess, I'd go. Boy, it's tough. If the Chargers beat the Patriots, I think it'll be Saints Chargers. Okay. If not, I'd probably go Saints. Patriots. Can I? So, um, Tony Tony Romo made the comment in the Ravens Chargers game that either one of these teams could go to the Super Bowl. Do you think that if the Ravens beat the Chargers and they kind of got in a little hot streak, that they could make it? No, I think the Patriots would have beat the Ravens. Oh, okay. I think that would have been the worst matchup. I think if the Ravens would have played, which maybe the Ravens they would have played what the Chiefs then on the other side. No, because the Colts won. So. Say the Colts would have lost and they would have played the Chiefs. I actually think they could have beat the Chiefs, yeah. even though they lost to them. Oh, I think they did. They lost no, that was th- they lost in like overtime, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think they could have beat the Chiefs and gone on to the Super Bowl. I don't think they would have gone. Belichick's too smart yeah. to get beat by that type of offense. So It's fair. Fair. Did you see the little segment of um, – Nick Saban, I think it was during the championship, the national championship game, but uh, the segment of Nick Saban and Belichick. Yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. Well, and that the how about Alabama and the Patriots have never won the championship in the same year. Oh, really? That's huh. crazy to think about. Like the dominance, yeah, Alabama, the dominance, and they the never Patriots won it together. Never won it in the same year. Huh. It's crazy to think about. That is definitely weird. Any other? Uh, I know you're a big coaching carousel guy. Do you want to talk about any of that? Yeah, or? it's been interesting. Um, everybody's trying to hire that young new offensive mind. Uh, the one everybody's kind of pissed about is the Cardinals hire yes, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. I'm a, and I'm a I, I'm a fan of like the young. Coach and I, th- I like Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he didn't have like great success at Texas Tech, yeah. but I think I so like. This him. was my point on Twitter. Someone said like, "Oh, Mike Leach had a better record at Texas Tech, more success than Cliff Kingsbury." And yeah, that's true. But Mike Leach was running that type of offense before anybody else was in the Big Twelve. Now in the Big Twelve, everybody runs that run and gun, air raid top off type offense. Yeah. And so it's basically who has better players. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of you have been to Lubbock, Texas. It's not a destination spot. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, it's just a matter of like, yeah, I have a great system, but uh, the University of Texas has better players. Yeah. The University of Oklahoma has better players. TCU the last few years has had better players. So I think it's – Interesting. I don't know if I would have given him a head coaching job. I'd probably rather see him as an offensive coordinator in the NFL first. Yeah. Um, I, there's rumor, so I don't know if you saw this, there was rumor that they want to trade Josh Rosen, who they drafted last year, uh, and draft Kyler Murray with the number one pick. Because wow. the rumor today is Kyler Murray is going to declare for the NFL draft. Really? Yeah. He's I think it would be dumb to do that, bro. Here, here's, here's the argument for he got like a six million dollar signing bonus Two, from the A's. Yeah. If he goes in the first round, he's making at least twenty, thirty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. NFL. In the NFL. Okay. But you're putting your body on the line, getting hurt yeah. more probably. Yeah. 
there's the, those arguments. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. You'll, you'll probably get more guaranteed money up front in the NFL than you would in. But I don't think also, it's about money for him to be. But honest. also in MLB, there's no like. It doesn't matter. Like it's so hard to make it to the majors in yeah. Major League Baseball, and it takes so long. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's tough. Um, I don't know. I'm a fan of. But Kyle anyway, Brent. they found a, a video of Cliff Kingsbury in October saying if he had the number one pick, he'd take Kyler Murray. Really? And the Cardinals had the number one pick. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's so. crazy. Um, that's that's interesting. I didn't I didn't hear that. But uh, what was I going to say? I was going to make some argument about the NFL versus MLB thing. I mean, is there any way he fucking pulls a Bo Jackson Jackson no, not, and does both? Not anymore. Everything's too specialized. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. Anything else you got for the fans out there? No, college basketball start. I'll be honest. It's with not that. starting. I, it's, it's it's underway. It's underway. It's starting for me because you know, I honestly haven't watched now. a lick of college basketball. I've watched, I've watched like, like, in the background. Yeah. Like no. I've watched a handful of Iowa games. Actually, they beat Northwestern last night. I watched all of that. So yeah, a buddy, uh, dude I work with who's a big Michigan fan wants to go to the Michigan Iowa game in Iowa City. So Michigan's undefeated. They're yeah, I know they're ranked uh, two, right? Yeah, they're yeah, good. Interesting. All right, that's. Uh, are we gonna do some inter- unfiltered cinematic soon? Is there yeah. any movie you wanna? I need to see. I don't. I know, like the out. the two big ones right now are that Glass and that uh, yeah, Upside that. movie. Which one's Upside? The one with Kevin Hart and Brian Cran- yeah, Cranston. Not either. You're not about that drama. I'll just stay out of it. Okay, that's that fair. seems like a good Red Box movie. Yeah, maybe we go see something at uh, Fleur Cinema. Maybe an artsy. Oh, you know what movie. I did watch? I completely forgot about this. I watched. Um, should I? I'd never remember the name of it. A simple favor. Okay. With Anna Kendrick and um, Blake Lively. Yeah, was it good? Some. It's twists pretty crazy, crazy, dude. Yeah. It is pretty freaking crazy. Some twists. Kind of hot. Hey. There's a kiss scene between Anna Kendrick and oh. uh, Blake Lively. Nice. Those are two of my like. Those Goddesses. are two of my people. <laughs> I love me. Two of my people. I love me some Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I don't know why I always have. And then Blake Lively is just a goddess. Smoking. Yeah. Okay. Might have to give that a shot. I know I know Taylor was big into that yeah. book and movie, so yeah. cool. We, we did Red Box that. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is the first, first Are You Entertained podcast of twenty nineteen. It's been a fun one. Uh we're gonna we're gonna try and bring some like fun segments to every podcast, maybe something different every week. We used to do draft dogs, maybe we'll bring that back intermittently. Uh, we're gonna try and do some new things, some more Have videos. Some guest. What's that? Have new- some guests. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, so look out for maybe some uh, side podcasts and uh, some just new shit we're gonna try. So 2019, new year, new us, bigger and better. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm Trey Leslie of the Dawn of Entertainment alongside Brandon Ogden, the concierge, and we'll be back for more. Stay safe.